Hi, my name is Emeka Morrow and welcome to Growth is Personal. Each week, I share insights and strategies that will equip you to accelerate your personal and professional growth and bring you conversations that will empower you to thrive in life, career and business. Welcome to today's episode. Now, before I introduce my guest for today's episode, I would like for you to do me a favor. If you listen to this podcast on Apple, please give us a rating and leave a review. I know some of you have reached out to us telling us how much these podcasts have been helpful to you and how you've enjoyed each episode. Now, I need you to do me a favor and rate this podcast and give us a review. This will help our podcast get the visibility it needs. And also, if you listen on Spotify, please be sure to follow this podcast and also share this podcast with a friend or family or your connection. Now, on today's episode, we have a special guest. Her name is Marielle Laguerre. Marielle is an international personal branding keynote speaker and LinkedIn learning instructor. Her background as a publicity and executive visibility professional, combined with her experience as an entrepreneur, positions her with a unique skill set to help individuals and companies thrive. Global brands, including LinkedIn, Microsoft, Red Bull, and Yale University, hire her to deliver transformative talks and training workshops. Proud to finding her own company, Marielle gained over a decade of international experience leading executive visibility campaigns for CEOs and senior leaders at some of the world's largest companies, including Deloitte, Grant Thornton, Experian, and Golan in London, and more recently, New York. Without further ado, let's get started. I'm so grateful for you know you've been on the show today. It's um it's a privilege to have you on the show. I've followed you for quite a, a while now, for years. Uh, I think two years or so in, on LinkedIn, and I've seen your work, I've seen your your journey. So today we're going to be having some conversations, um, and uh, I I look forward to to learning a lot, and also for my audience as well learning. So welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Very excited to talk talk with you. Great, great. Thank you. Okay, uh, to kick the the, the conversation. I usually want to start with, you know, my guests to kind of walk through their journey. So because this podcast is dedicated to personal growth, I always, we, we tend to, when it comes to personal growth, I, I look back a lot. Um, we look back at where we're coming from and that helps us form, form our story and also helps us to kind of know um, what, uh, what, what the next line of action would be. And it kind of helps us in our, in, our, in our journey. So I want to talk about your career journey. Um, tell me how, I, I, recently you made a post uh, um, a very interesting post on your journey from 10 years ago. So walk me through your journey, your career journey. How, what, what has made you who you are today? Yeah. Okay. So my yes. name is Marielle Laguerre and I am a personal branding expert. And I often say that, um, you know, I do personal branding. I'm a keynote speaker, but my superpower is helping professionals and entrepreneurs become better known for the work that they do because none of us are rewarded for being invisible, right? I often say uh, the best known wins, right? So mm -hmm. we have to make sure that we become known for our expertise because none of us could expect people to recognize us or acknowledge our accomplishments by hiding. Right. Uh, and my career actually started in PR. I spent uh, over over 15 years working at some of the largest companies in the world in London, more recently New York, helping CEOs and senior executives become visible in the media. So I was placing stories in the likes of the BBC, Forbes, uh, the Financial Times, 
really helping CEOs and senior leaders at billion dollar companies become visible in the press. Uh, and then I realized that PR isn't really enough because not everyone needs PR, but everyone needs to know how to manage their reputation. And that's what really got me into personal branding. And uh, I decided when I was actually living in New York for the first time um, that I wanted to focus on personal branding. So that's kind of a very quick snapshot of my career journey, uh, but more to your question around my specific journey. I guess, I mean, how deep should I go with this? How I mean, I, I like one of your story, you mentioned in 2013 to 2014, um, you, you realize you're on a wrong career path. So you, you yeah. committed to learning new skills. So tell me about how did you realize, what made you realize that you're on the wrong path? Yeah. Well, firstly, I recognized I went to see a career coach and that was like so enlightening because I had never seen a career coach before. I would always, I was always somebody that just thought I had to figure it out by myself. When I saw a career coach, that was like eye opening to me because I recognized there and then that um, I wasn't actually meant to be in a corporate environment. The, she had me do all of these different tests like Strengths Finder and all of these really insightful tests and what came out from those te tests was that I'm a visionary, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a creative. And it actually said there in black and white that I shouldn't be somebody working in a large, big com corporate company because that goes against my creativity, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that. So I spent over nearly 20 years working in a corporate environment that wasn't actually aligned to me. So that's when I realized, wow, I'm actually on the wrong career path. So that's when I had the courage to actually follow my passion, follow my strengths and really play to those. And that's why now I do the work that I do as a speaker, an entrepreneur, working with global brands. And um, I'm really able to just be much more creative and really carve out my own journey in that way. You mentioned um, career coaching was one of the... Um... A tool, or we use the word tool, but that helped yeah. you identify, you know, your career path and all. Um, for someone who will be listening to this podcast um, and they're trying to find out, okay, maybe for example, they can afford a career coach. What other ways can they, yeah. what can they do to be able to identify the career path? Yeah. Well, you know, I think I'm somebody who thinks we all can invest in ourselves in mm -hmm. some way, and it doesn't necessarily have to be financial. There's so many free resources online. Uh, Google is your best friend, right? Like it should be, especially if you're somebody who is a lifelong learner, which I believe we all need to be. And I feel the, the biggest journey you're going to take of self-discovery is that of yourself. So we all have a duty to really invest in ourselves. And by that, like I said, I'm not talking necessarily financial, but just taking the time to understand yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Are you playing to those strengths or are you running away from them? You know, so really just taking that time. And there's so many free resources. Um, I'm also a LinkedIn learning instructor. So I've got like two courses on the LinkedIn learning platform. That's free. You know, there, there's ways to access that complimentary as well. So there's so much content available. And I think that isn't the issue. The issue is actually applying what you learn and actually executing on that. Because I think. Uh, we're in such a busy, noisy, distractive world. It's so easy just to, um, you know, take for granted the fact that there's so many answers at our fingertips, but it's whether or not we want to apply what we find and have the courage to apply what we find. That's, that's awesome. 
you know, one, one thing I always say is that personal growth is is by demand. Um, it means that you have to place a demand on your yes. skill, on on even yourself, because oftentimes we look outside um, for, you know, look at external factors as the reason why we're not doing something, whereas we can be yeah. resourceful to look at what we have within ourselves to make things happen. Uh, you talked about personal branding. I wanted to, you know, dwell, dwell a little bit on that. Um, talk to us. What, what exactly is personal branding for yeah. someone who is trying to, you know, view that when it comes to their career? What is personal branding and why is it important today? Yeah, such a great question. You know, um, I love the Jeff Bezos quote, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Your personal brand is what mm. people say about you when you're not in the room. And if we think about it, if we dig deeper into that quote, all of the big career decisions happen when we're not in the room. Should right. you be promoted? Should you get a pay rise? Should you be the one to work on that new project? Are you competent? Should you be laid off? These are the sort of personal branding conversations that are happening about you when you're not in the room. So it's on you to make sure that what's being said about you while you're not in the room is favorable. How do you do that? You make sure that you cultivate your personal brand so that when you're not there, people are actually advocating for you. So this is why it's super, super important. Personal branding isn't something that is, um, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm not an influencer. I don't want to be an influencer. And they kind of roll their eyes and turn their nose up at it. But it's actually a very important career success strategy whereby you're taking control of what people say about you when you're not there. Awesome. So when you say, you know, personal branding is what something you have to do um, to be able to build that sort of reputation so that people can say, you know, have something tangible or something good or something meaningful to say about you when you're not in the room. So what would you say in if you have to give three, three things that, you know, career professional and even entrepreneurs, uh, because yeah. sometimes entrepreneurs also fall into that category where people have to speak concerning um, about their, their skill, their services, or their quality of their yeah. services for them to be able to get a referral, right? So what would you say uh, should be the three things um, that we should pay attention to when it comes to building a personal brand? Yeah. So the three things that I would say um, to think about when you're reflecting on your personal brand is, firstly, what do you want to be known for, right? What do you want to be known for? And this essentially links to your values. You know, I often in the keynotes that I deliver, I start there and I say, you know, what do you want to be known for? Because oftentimes people don't think about this. They don't think about what do I want people to say about me? And then you also have to reflect on, is this aligned? You know, you may think, yes, I want to be creative or I want to be somebody who's inspiring. But then is this aligned? Are you showing up as that? Right. Because mm. there's often a disconnect. You may be in a role that requires you to be creative, but for whatever reason, you may not be displaying that. So you need to identify, is this aligned? That's the next question. And then the third point would be around, how can you be more visible and how can you really show up as that? Because often there's often disconnects with people's personal brands. So firstly, what do you want to be known for? Is that aligned to how you're showing up? And thirdly, how can you really make sure that that is something that you're communicating externally, whether that's on LinkedIn, whether that's with your stakeholders in your role at work, how can you make sure that you're living and breathing that and that you're visible uh, to those values that you want to be known for? Awesome. Great, great. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit. I, I want to 
talk about the the visibility part you mentioned um, as part of you know, what we should concentrate on when building a personal brand. Um, for someone who you know, I've, when I, de- I recently I was given um, a presentation to to a staff, a group of staff, and one of the questions that was asked was, I think that the question came from someone who was um, you know what they call a visible minority um, in Canada, for example, and she was asking the question around how you know when you have so many roadblocks how can you still be visible in the workplace um, especially a woman um, who is a visible minority yeah yeah such a great question and i think this is a challenge that we all face right you know often especially if you're working in a male dominated industry often a white male dominated industry you know that's been my career for the last almost 20 years so i've really had to firstly work on myself because really that's the only thing that i can control so i had to really look at what narrative am i telling myself firstly am i telling myself i'm the only woman here i can't use my voice so i think that's the first thing you have to choose courage over comfort it's not going to feel comfortable it definitely isn't especially if you're the only one who looks like you So that's the first thing, recognize that you need to have the courage to speak up and use your voice. Um, I would also encourage um, people that are struggling with with this to think about who are your allies? Who are the people that you can align yourself with to make sure that they are brought into what it is that you're trying to do? How can you set yourself challenges to make sure that you are um, being visible? Because like I said, nothing is going to change if you're, if you're hiding away, right? Uh, so you have to be courageous. You have to use your voice and you have to align yourself with people that are going to advocate for you. I think that's really important as well. And that's where things like sponsors come in. You know, we all need to have a sponsor and a sponsor is somebody who is going to be able to advocate for you when you're not in the room. They are very different to mentors. Mentors are great. But mentors are not going to be the ones that are going to move your career forward. That's something only a sponsor could do. So you need to make sure that you've built up your credibility, your visibility, and that you have those sponsors that could be the ones that advocate for you when you're not there. That would be my advice. So how do you develop the relationship with a sponsor? How do you build that? Because I want to be very practical. So how, how do you build sponsors yeah. in? Because we hear a lot of times, you know, get sponsors and people are like how how do i get sponsors you know I'm, yeah. I'm new to this organization i've been here for six months for one year no one seems to notice me how do i then build sponsors yeah and this is something that i teach on as well like a sponsor is crucial to your career so you need to know essentially how to network is how to influence uh, how to win friends and influence people one-on-one that's what it is having a sponsor or attracting a sponsor is literally how to win friends and influence people 101 and by that i mean no one's going to sponsor you if they don't know who you are and what you do right so it's your personal brand how are you cultivating your personal brand so that the right people are paying attention to you this comes down to networking so having a clear networking plan most people don't have a plan to to build their network right when you're in corporate you have to be very intentional about the relationships that you cultivate I recommend even just writing down a list of say five to 10 people that are influential. These are people that are gonna help to move your career forward, but you need to be doing this before you actually need it, right? You don't wanna be somebody that has their back against a wall and is now thinking, oh my gosh, I'm about to lose my job. I'm about to be demoted or whatever it is. Let me start to network. You need to be very intentionally networking all the time. So make sure that when you are networking, 
you are building those relationships. You are giving value, supporting those people that you want to sponsor you in the long run. How can you be of value to them first and foremost? How can mm. you make sure that you're cultivating a rapport with them, letting them show, letting them see what you can do for them first um, before you go in to ask them to sponsor you? So really just making sure that you're cultivating that relationship before you need to is what I would suggest. Mm. I like the fact you mentioned value, adding value, because a lot of times, what we what we tend to do is the reverse we we want to receive and expect to get you know um to get value so go with you know what you say now is people should go to add value see how you can add value to that person that key influencer yeah. within the organization and then you would almost like you're sowing a seed and then you repeat that when it when when you need it exactly and i know the term add value gets branded about a lot right. but essentially it's just showing that you can help somebody, right? And I think, um, you know, it's very much, it's about energy, right? Like I do, I really believe that you give, you attract what you give, right? So if you're somebody that is genuinely wanting to help other people, genuinely wanting to be of service, irrespective of the rank they are, whether they're more senior, whether they're junior, if you're just somebody who has a giving spirit, I believe that you will attract that back in some sort of way. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about your career. So you worked in PR, you worked in, uh, you did a bit of marketing, right? Did you? Uh, mainly, mainly PR. Mainly PR. Okay. So working in PR, what lessons do you learn in PR that you've been able to apply to your career now? Yeah, I learned so many lessons in my PR career. And I feel like I often say like nothing is ever wasted. Mm. What you're doing right now may not what you be wanting to do like 10 years from now. But looking at my PR uh, career, it's definitely served me, you know, because PR is all about storytelling. It's all about communication. Guess what? We all need to be able to communicate, right? Uh, it was Warren Buffett who said, like, one of the most important skills that you could cultivate is the importance of public speaking, right? Because he's super introverted and used to dread public speaking, but he recognized early on in his career, obviously now he's in his 80s, but he recognized early on that being able to speak and articulate yourself is a skill that we all need, right? So he invested in public speaking classes. And for me being in PR, that was like such a foundational um, starting point to the work that I do today, because in PR, I had to learn, I was, you know, had to learn how to pitch, how to win new business, how to communicate my ideas. I had to learn how to write, writing speeches for CEOs and senior leaders. Uh, writing press articles that were then placed in the likes of Forbes and the BBC. All of those key skills serve me today. So it's been so crucial to to where I am now. Great, great. Yeah, that's that's very that's very interesting to know because you know sometimes we tend to um, undermine or underestimate what we're doing now because that's not what we want to do. You know, so you yeah. find someone who is in a job they don't like, but whereas if they pay attention to the fact that that job is actually a stepping stone to the next phase of their life, they will take it yeah. more seriously. Great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had jobs where I'm like, oh my gosh, get me out of here. But there's always a lesson. There's always mm. a lesson. Even if that lesson is discipline, how to be more disciplined, how to be more structured, how to um, commit and make yourself do the things that you don't necessarily want to do, but that are going to benefit you later on. 
so many valuable lessons in doing stuff you don't enjoy <laughs> just don't do it for too long right <laughs> okay let's talk about your LinkedIn course I, I mean when it came out um I think you had about uh 10,000 was it yeah. 10,000 learners in the space of a few months or one month or so yeah. yeah so my first course is um called use your strengths in use your strengths uh to create more impact and influence at work and it's a very popular course uh, it's essentially a personal branding course um and it's all about how to really understand yourself on a really deep level so that you could be much more influential and impactful at work and um yeah it came about just by the by linkedin um seeing my content on linkedin and inviting me to to be a creator so that was really exciting wow awesome so how did you so from when you you started uh, right now you you run your own business i believe like you you're, yeah. you're an entrepreneur you do your own stuff mm -hmm. so what can you tell us what were the things you had to do to be able to position yourself um to get that kind of opportunity to to be asked to come what were the things you actually did uh, apart from yeah. just showing up on linkedin what were the things you do in strategic wise that yeah. had to get that that um opportunity yeah um, so how did I come to partner with LinkedIn? So I've been in my career, I've been in my industry since 2005, right? So I'm not new to this. I know I probably look quite young, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm seen as an expert in my space and I've worked, I've spent the last, how many years is that? I don't know, nearly 20 years working with billion dollar companies, right? So I've always worked at a, at a high level in terms of, uh, the jobs that I've had, the opportunities that I've had. So that is again it's not wasted you know even though i'm now a, a entrepreneur the time that i did spend in corporate working with these um big brands was preparing me for the next chapter so because i've got that insight you know the the perspective that i'm able to share having been from the uk now based in the, the us um working in london and new york i i'm able to add quite a unique perspective around like different cultures and I use that in the, a lot of the content that I share. So I think that's what piqued their interest to begin with. And um, just being able to tell my story in a really compelling way, being able to solve problems. That's what they um, shared that they liked about me when they approached me to, to work with them. Just that, that broad perspective that I'm able to give. Right. If you mentioned um, three skills that mm -hmm. helped you um succeed in in launching that course what would you say that they are yeah i think the ability to communicate well uh, on camera and this is something that linkedin have shared themselves you know they look at people that are good um presenters you know are you able to present yourself well do you have good energy are you enthusiastic that's really really important because you need to be able to actually sustain people's time and mm -hmm. need to be able to sustain their interest right if you're somebody who's flat and monotone probably not going to work as well on video right. um, the ability to tell good stories i think is important as well because people learn through stories you probably heard the saying that facts tell but stories sell yeah, it's your story that is going to um, bring people in and help them connect with you. So I think that's really important as well. And then the third piece would be around just making sure it's actionable. You know, what are the action steps that I could take after watching this module? If you're somebody who is creating any sort of course or any sort of content generally, you need to be able to have, like take people from point A to point B. And uh, if you could demonstrate that, I think that's a really important skill as well. Awesome. 
because I, I why I ask the question is, you know, we have probably have in the audience someone who is also interested in creating a course you know, or developing a digital course. And, you know, knowing that that's the, the, the skill that they need is very, yeah. is very crucial, especially part of storytelling. Talk yeah. to us about what are the, what is the mindset you have to have to be able to tell a better story? Because, I mean, not all, not every story sells, right? It has to be compelling. So what, are, yeah. what are the, what is the mindset you have to have to be able to create that kind of story that compels? Yeah, I think a big part of storytelling is emotion, right? Like people need to connect with it in some sort of way. And I, I even think about when I was in PR, when I was writing um, press releases or speeches for CEOs and senior leaders, the one thing that I would always make sure is that it, it evoked some sort of emotion, whether that was happy, sad, fun, joy, whatever it was, I really wanted to make sure people felt something. And if you could do that in your content, whether it is a course or if it's even just a LinkedIn post, that's going to resonate so much more than if you're just somebody who's spouting facts, right? You need to be able to make people feel something. And that's how you compel people to action is when they feel something. So that's a tip that I would say to make sure that you're doing and infusing in all of your content. Great. What is your, what is your superpower? Well, I've got several superpowers. Um, I would say my, my number one superpower is the ability to connect with people, right? Like I've spent the last three years delivering keynotes mainly on Zoom, but I always get really good feedback from them. And that is, you know, I loved your presentation. I loved your energy. And I think that to me is the best compliment anyone could give me is like, I love your energy. And I think we underestimate how important our energy is right. when we're communicating with people. So um, that I would definitely say that's the superpower of mine. Great. So what are the personal branding um, tips you would give a job seeker? Someone who, you know, I mean, if you look at LinkedIn, for example, in the last few weeks, you see a lot of layoffs. Um, you probably have people connected to us who have been laid off. Uh, what, what advice would you give someone in the, from the personal branding perspective Number one, to be prepared for such if it ha before it happens. And now it has happened, you know, what, what, do, what should they be doing right now to be able to, you know, land the next opportunity? Yeah. So if I was to think of like three tips to give a job seeker, uh, well, actually I covered this in my, um, I was interviewed on the LinkedIn Get Hired podcast and I did give a lot of tips on there. So you could definitely check that out. It's on Spotify, Apple around um you know what to do if you're seeking a new role or if you're recently lost your job uh, so definitely check that out but if you in case you need a reminder i would say the first thing is to check in with yourself check in with yourself what is your mindset like right now because i know that it's likely to be a uncomfortable time for you you may be feeling a little down a little disappointed or disheartened and that's okay that's totally normal um, but I would say, make sure that you try to do what you can to stay in a positive frame of mind, um, because it's very hard to change your situation when you're feeling down or when you're feeling depressed, right? So do what you need to do to stay in a positive frame of mind. I think that's really, really important. Um, you know, double down on your morning routine. What does your, do you have a morning routine or a morning ritual? Like for me, that involves making sure that I get outside first thing in the morning, moving my body. Movement is medicine. So make mm. sure that you are moving your body. Um, journal, keep a journal. I, I deliver so many keynotes and I always ask the audience, do you have a journal? Most people say no. 
make sure you've got a journal, something whereby you could just dump down your negative thoughts, your sad thoughts. It's so cathartic to get out of your head and onto paper. Um, that's really important as well. And then I would also say to take some action. What's something that you could do, just even if it's one thing per day, that is going to help you. So that could be updating your LinkedIn profile. It could be reaching out to 10 people in your network to let them know that you're looking for a new job. Those relationships are really going to be crucial to you. So make sure that you are cultivating those and that you're doing this on a regular basis and not just doing it when you need to. So those would be some tips that I would give. Great, great. Thanks. Uh, let's talk about entrepreneurship and the, the role you play in helping women, women entrepreneurs um, in, their, in their business. Uh, yeah. What would you say, you know, for a, a woman who is uh, trying to start off her business and, and launch her, her brand, what should they be focusing on, especially now in the attention um, economy where it, there seems to be a lot of distraction for you to be able yeah. to get your, your product or your services amongst the several products and services around there? It's tough. So what should yeah. women right now begin to focus on when they want to, as, as they launch their business? Yeah. So, you know, business is all about solving a problem, right? Like mm -hmm. we're all in business to solve a problem if we think about it like that. So I think if you're just starting out or if you're fairly new in your journey, ask yourself, who is your ideal client? Who is your ideal client and what problem are you solving for them? Because people only care about solutions, right? Everybody is self-invested, right? I care about how can you help me? You care about how can you how can you help how can you help yourself right like how can somebody help you so i think that is really important like to be clear on what is the problem that i'm solving and dig deep with this right because the more you could touch on people's pain points the more they're going to feel that you understand them and you need to be communicating this communicating this through your content communicating this in all of your messaging on your website everywhere so that's the first thing is making sure that you're clear on the problem that you solve. And then you need to find a way to attract those people to you, right? So how are you going to do that? Are you going to use uh, social media? Are you going to use LinkedIn, Instagram? How are you going to begin to attract people? And let's be real, you may not necessarily make sales right away. I think it is a long game. I think you need to be building your audience, building your community first. And then you need to be making offers, right? Making offers, letting people know that you are open for business, having conversations. I often say conversations equals currency. If you're not having conversations with people, it's going to be very difficult for you to make sales. In the work that I do as a speaker, I need to be having conversations with decision makers. They are the people that are going to buy, uh, bring me in, right? And buy my services. So conversations equals currency. So if you're not having conversations, think about what you could do to increase the number of conversations that you're having. Great. And I know you touched on how to be able to start those conversations, but if you had to give a tip on how to start a conversation, um, I know one of the ways, you know, you probably post on LinkedIn and all, yeah. but how can you begin to have uh, started conversations with decision makers? Yeah. And this is actually all outlined in my course. I've got a course called Win on LinkedIn, where I, whereby I've listed all of the sales scripts that I use to help people get into conversations with decision makers. Because 
it, it, it there's an art and a science to it right you need to know how to build a rapport you need to be more interested in them um, than you are in yourself right so it's all about psychology it's all about building a rapport and if you do need deeper help with this definitely do send me a message but that's what it's all about knowing how to build a rapport focusing on them rather than just yourself yeah so we're going into 2023 um, what would you say um, is the personal branding mistakes to avoid um, because there's a right way of doing things and there's a wrong way of doing things. I mean, one yeah. of the ways I've been seeing a lot of people do, for example, on LinkedIn, um, I'm just going to use that social media platform because that's where I'm on majorly, um, yeah. is, you know, a lot of people, number one is they, they, they tend to, um, almost like a plagiarism, you know, people just take people's content and just put mm -hmm. it as theirs and, you know, try to gain that, you know, build that followership and all of that. And that's numbers because the feel like an, is a numbers game. So what are the things, the personal branding, if you share three personal branding mistakes to avoid for 2023, what would you say they are? Yeah. Well, yeah, that goes without saying, you know, I have people copy and paste my work all the time and it, it used to get really frustrating, but then I was thinking actually, well, you can't be me. So you don't have my story. You have your story. Right. So, uh, I think it's all, it's also about confidence as well. Like people that copy and paste, now, obviously, maybe it's just laziness or they just don't have the confidence in their own story. Um, but that aside, my three tips would be, um, firstly, make sure that you're visible. You know, make sure that you're visible and make sure that you've got a plan. Be really intentional about the content that you're going to be putting out there. I think that's key. Jump on LinkedIn if you're not using LinkedIn already. There's so many opportunities on LinkedIn. You know, I think about all of the opportunities that I've got this year for my myself and also my clients. They've all come from LinkedIn because LinkedIn is the only place that I know where you could attract um, job opportunities, speaking gigs with billion dollar brands, brand deals with billion dollar brands, publicity. Uh, so many opportunities on LinkedIn. And these are all things that I help my clients to do, right? These are things that I've done myself. So I know that it's possible. I'm not just talking for the sake of it. These are the sort of opportunities that are available to you when you use LinkedIn correctly. Um, the third point would be to make sure that you're having conversations. Don't just fall into the trap of what I see a lot of people doing is just posting loads of content make sure that you are being intentional and that that is actually leading to something else. Most of these conversations that I have actually go down in the DMs, like the mm -hmm. song uh, So make sure that that's happening for you. Be really intentional, assess how you're um, progressing in that realm. Make sure that you're tracking this as well, just so that you've got a record of, okay, is this working for me or not? Do I need to be having more conversations? Often we do, especially if you're a business owner. So those will be the, the three tips that I would um, share. Be visible, leverage LinkedIn, but make sure that you're having conversations on LinkedIn as well and not just posting content. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So when we wrap things up with our guests, we, we like to ask the final three questions. Um, yeah. And you can answer this question in one word or you can, you know, especially on the word. So the first question there for you is, what, what was one change you had to make five years ago that is still serving you today? Yeah, that's a great question. So what is a change that I had to make five years ago that is still serving me today? I've never been asked that before. Thanks for that question. Okay, so 
uh, where are we now? So we're in 2022, that would have been 2017. 2017, I was just starting in entrepreneurship. I think I had to focus, the change that I had to make was I had to focus on income generating activities as a business owner. Because when I first started my business, I was doing everything but focusing on sales. I was blogging. I was worrying about page free on my website. All of these things that weren't actually making, moving the needle and making sales for me. So that was a big thing, learning how to focus on income generating activity, the things that are actually going to um, increase the profit in my business. That was huge for me because no one ever taught me that, right? So I, mm. I, I just wasn't focused on it. Great. What, what are the income generating activities, if you like to share? Conversations. Conversations. Okay. Like I said, conversations equal currency. If you're not having people come to you, if you're not going out and having conversations with people, if you think about it on a very basic level, every opportunity you desire is going to come from somebody else. Right. So you need to have conversations for that to happen. So that's it in a very simple, uh, simplistic um, term. Great, great. Second question. So what is... The, the one important daily routine that fuels your creativ creativity? Yeah, I think for me, getting outside, getting outside, moving my body in some sort of way, like there's such a huge correlation between movement and creativity for me. That is a game changer for me. If I'm sedentary, if I've not moved in any sort of way, you know, I went out this morning for about an hour, um, around seven, and I'm probably going to go out again shortly just to get that movement in because I'm a creative at heart and I become very stagnant very quickly if I don't move enough. So that's definitely key for me. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a powerful one because you just inspired something in my head right now. Cause, and I, I think that's very key. Even from the, if you look at the creation, mm -hmm. there has to be a movement for things to begin to come to be. You yeah. know, I, if you, if you just, I, I talk about God a lot, you know, and you know the Bible, the Bible says that the spirit of God had to hover around. There has to be movement for for life to begin to happen. That's a that's yeah. a very powerful statement. Absolutely, yeah. it's physics. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, the last question is: What's your favorite book? My favorite book. I've got so many books. Um, my favorite book. Yeah, that. Yeah, I've got I've got many books, but I love The Alchemist. Alchemist is definitely up there for me because it's all about tapping into your strengths, right? L leveraging who you are and tapping into your superpower to really fulfill your purpose. I feel like each of us has a purpose on this earth. Many of us aren't pursuing our purpose out of fear. Um, so that book really helped me get out of my own head and um, just into action to pursue uh, my purpose with this one precious life that I've got. So that's definitely up there. Thank you so much, uh, Marielle. It was a great um, pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I hope that when we invite you again, you'll be able to, you know, um, show, show up for us. Thank you so yeah. much. And uh, I you. hope you have a great day. Thanks for having me. And for anyone that's wanting to find out more about me, you can visit my website, which is marielleguerre.com. And my LinkedIn profile is marielleguerre as well. So do connect with me on either of those ways. Definitely. We're going to have on the show notes, we'll have all your LinkedIn, um, your, your website, your LinkedIn profile yeah. and all, all your resources available on, on our show. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. And you have a good day. You too. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love this episode, 
share with your friends on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. If you haven't already done so, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of our episode and give us a rating. This will help our podcast get more visibility to those who don't know about this podcast. Remember, your growth is personal. No one is responsible for your personal growth but you. Stay blessed.